Welcome back to Comics Experiment, the weekly podcast right here at Comic Story, and that airs every Saturday here on YouTube. It goes live over at our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comicstorian, every Thursday. And somewhere between Thursday and Saturday, it goes on Spotify. And while I say this is our weekly show, we miss a week here and there. But we do try. We try our darndest. It's, it's, it's a week. Lot. <laughs> it's weekly until we say that it's weekly, and then yeah. something happens. Speaking of which, we won't be here next week. I will be in San Diego Comic Con. So you should probably just call it our sporadically filmed show. <laughs> it's guerrilla filmmaking. You know, we originally started making the joke of comics experiment. The experiment is, will we make a podcast this week? <laughs> We've never once won that experiment. <laughs> uh, yes, so this is the show where I get together with these two, and we talk about stuff going on in the world of comics. We normally pick up a funny list and see if we agree or disagree, and Andy just calls them stupid. But today's episode is brought to you by a couple of sponsors. Mm -hmm. First up, we have G Fuel. I'm drinking it right now. I don't know what I put in here, but it tastes like oranges. <laughs> Use the code. Is it orange? Huh? No, it wasn't orange, actually. Doctor Strange, maybe? Is it Doctor Strange? Because that was the orange one, because we had the whole thing of whether or not tangerines were oranges. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. yeah, I do remember we that. We had that internal debate here in the office. We're serious here. Um, but yes, it probably is Doctor Strange then. But G Fuel, use the code COMICS at checkout. Get 30% off of your deal and go ahead and get all the energy that I'm using right now to not stop talking you can also i'm filibustering filibustering fi filibustering that, i'm doing that to them <laughs> our next sponsor is sound like we want to talk i and, just uh, can leave you know what? i mean i'm editing this i'll just put it on his camera only our second sponsor is Shortboxed. it's a great app you can use to get your hands on some cgc graded comic books right now we've got a contest going on with them you can win a copy of spider-man where i believe this is the one where they introduce venom or something involving venom something involving venom but you can win it for That's free. the title spider-man <laughs> something <laughs> involving venom it's you, just giving an if you go to shortbox.com slash comic you can enter your email address and win the comic book our partnership with them is simple i make you guys aware that their app exists and every month they're going to be doing a giveaway for you guys felt like a great deal for you the viewers so we wanted to do that our last sponsor is of course going to be ourselves if you enjoy discussions and improv and stupidity you can watch the three of us plus one more guy play dungeons and dragons with superheroes right now we have a spider-verse campaign going on an 80s inspired DD jumanji kind of a thing and uh we're just calling andy's thing the hardcore i'm i'm naked right now running around uh, but we do a lot of games over there. It's called Dungeons and Ale, and we make drinks. Check it out. YouTube.com slash Dungeons and Ale. Actually, we also have something in the middle of today's episode. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, and in the middle of today's episode, let me tell you a little bit about uh, a Mad Cave Comics new book called Nottingham. Now, this is a book we covered a while ago. It's pretty much a concept of Robin Hood, but everyone's shitty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Robin Hood wouldn't be a good guy, would he? And neither would the Sheriff Nottingham. So, Wait, but he was never a good guy. But to celebrate Fair. how well that book is doing, they are giving away, or no, they're selling hardcover copies of the book. They just came out. They're giving they're away in exchange for money. <laughs> <laughs> it's free in exchange for money. Uh, we did an interview with the writer and the artist about the success of this book. It's going to be in the middle of today's episode. So please consider checking out the Nottingham book over at the Mad Cave Studios website where you can get yourself a hardcover. I don't have it here because my personal library is at the house, but uh, in the, you'll see it in the interview. Yes, you will. Oh, I showed in the interview. I'm like holding it next to my head half he the thing. Yeah. I have a copy too because they gave it to me for free. And I was like, thank you. I like free things. I also have a shirt and bookmarks. Mer but, but I, I didn't get dice. I didn't get shit. Nope. They, they sent you dice too. They did send me dice. They sent me dice. I didn't get shit. <laughs> it's in a little baggie. You don't even read. You don't even know how. 
and you roll digitally. You don't even need dice. <laughs> Stop giving away my secrets. I just look at the pictures and I All read right. their lips. So today's episode has a few spoilers, hence why I wasn't saying the topic early on. So this is your last chance. We are going to be talking about a post credit scene in Miss Marvel and then not talking about it at all. I was going to say, it's spoilers. We're not going to tell you what for. <laughs> so if you don't want spoilers for, for anything. anything that has ever been made or will be made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, but Miss Marvel. After the entirety of the Marvel Miss Marvel TV show, uh, it ends with Bruno telling her that he had his research incorrect. Whoa. We don't talk about Bruno. It's true, you don't. <laughs> it's Bruno, isn't it? That's his name. <laughs> that is his name. Yeah, okay, but the Dan, song is. From I know, Wakanda, I know. Dan so. threw me off. <laughs> we don't talk. About uh, sorry, go ahead. We, we we don't have the license to that song. We can't say, <laughs> Bruno basically says to her that he had the research wrong. Uh, he feels that she's able to control the bangle due to a mutation in her genes. <gasps> At that time, the X Men '90s theme song kicks up. Is it really? It does. I haven't watched the episode yet because I was about to go. And then it does. It literally, but it's like like a song. Okay. Then everyone stops to go. (laughs) Bruno's just like, you hear that? And then Professor X comes wheeling it while hovering in. Okay. That'd have you awesome. seen that like the the fan made thing where, where he they scoots down? He like goes oh, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like this. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is the far- first reveal of a mutation slash mutant with the '90s theme song in a current continuity thing. Because the last reveal the we had universe. main universe. Because the last reveal we had was the multiverse of madness. Professor X showed up in that, <laughs> and they also played the theme song in the background. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was our connecting. So they're like, now you know what it is. <laughs> For anyone who wasn't alive in the 90s. (laughs) So I don't want to talk much about that because that is the official reveal of mutants in the Marvel Universe. What I thought would be funny. Or at least the word mutation. Right. Well, mutation and mutants and all that stuff. With the 90s music, though, it kind of leans in. I I, I want to ask one question and then we're going to look at all. 17. 17. I thought it was 43. Nope. No. And then we're going to look at all or as many as I could find, because it's hard to find them right now due to the fact that this happened in Miss Marvel last night. Um, the theories as to how the mutants were going to arrive <laughs> into the. Are you going to use our video from about a year and a half ago? As well, a, that one's easy because my theory was a portal opens. <laughs> I do remember that. It was a terrible theory. <laughs> yeah, a, lot of, a lot of that stuff. So question I have first, since we had the 90s theme, do you think Miss Marvel is going to be in the X-Men? She's the new Jubilee. No, what if she's in place of armor? Because with the way that her powers kind of work, mm, kinda, it's similar yeah, to. Similar, yeah. I do. Th- I actually think it'd be, it's more likely that she's going to play the role of Jubilee this time. Yeah, I, I w- yes. if I had to guess, that'd probably be if they're going to move her down the route of we're going to add her into the X Men. That mm. wouldn't make the most sense. Yeah, yeah. Do we think that they're going to the follow up question? Do we think they're going to eradicate any trace of the Inhumans and just say that they were all mutations? <laughs> I, I mean, with as bad as that show did, <laughs> and then they can just bring in Black Bolt and Medusa. Yeah, but I mean, they did the Inhumans on agents of shield but then i think they said that was in an alternate reality yeah yep yeah so i, I mean i guess they could just go yeah it's not a thing anymore guys <laughs> i think they'll make, make it all mutants. they'll yeah. make them like a subsection of mutants maybe something along those like lines. something to be like oh my gosh they're in here or they'll make a joke they'll be like you're inhuman no i'm just a mutant I'm just a mutant <laughs> that's our word i can 100 see that uh 
Yeah, so those are the two major questions. How do you feel, before we go into these theories about how the mutants were going to show up, how do you feel about this is the reveal of the mutations being here? And like I said, with the 90s theme song, it's kind of, yes, this is the mutants. They just haven't officially said. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're going, because they, they already adjusted Miss Marvel's origins so that she wasn't inhuman. Mm-hmm. It does make the mo- the easiest leap is to make her a mutant. It was kind of weird when they were going to make her a jinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, which is part of like episode two. So yeah, you, you might. But be I mean, that is the easiest leap because in humans are just kind of mutants anyway. Yeah. yeah. They were basically the same They just concept. get cocoons instead of puberty. <laughs> it's kind of what it boils down it's to. It's forced puberty. Yeah, That's what happens to Dan, actually. He gets a cocoon, not gets puberty. A cocoon. I do. Oh, Dan, it's cocooning again. <laughs> yeah. It's going through second puberty. So, okay. So, the best part about this for me, oh, though, okay. was all of yeah, us, yeah. us included, had crazy ideas how the mutants could be introduced. My idea wasn't that crazy. What was your idea? Uh, that they were just going to do it in the multiverse. Oh, no, what was it? It was uh, Endgame. They would just bring them all back. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah there's mutants. Yeah, yours were yours would have worked. Yeah, yeah. What was your big idea, Dan? I don't know, but I feel like it, like just magic, multiverse of madness. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Because I know my big theory was that they would just open a portal and the mutants would arrive, and they'd be like, "And that timeline's still valid." I <laughs> so because you cut, I didn't get a chance to say it. I like that they made her a mutant without being like, "Oh my gosh, this is a new thing." They're just more like, "No, I found a mutation." Yeah, yeah. Like it's making it very clear that maybe this is something. That, that has, been, has been happening yeah. and we just don't hear about it because it is superheroes where one group can be saving the world and then someone else will be like, man, I'm going to stay in my alleyway. Yeah. Why an alleyway? Because Hell's Kitchen is basically an alleyway. Oh, I see. Okay. I got you. Yeah, with Luke Cage. Just like, I, I, I hang out here. This one block oh, he's in Queens. In, he's in Harlem. Harlem. Uh, I just yeah, one block Williams. in Harlem. Queens yeah, is like a suburb. How is like he a... hanging out in a block in Queens? <laughs> That's Spider-Man. Oh, right. Spider-Man's right. from Queens. Okay, so let me I explain got, Marvel Comics. So I got fast. a list from Screen Rant that came out. I don't know who wrote that list, but that person's an idiot. <laughs> that came out August, uh, August, October twenty first, two thousand twenty one. Okay, it's last year. Nine oh. theories about how the mutants could be introduced, according to Reddit. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. A cesspool of the internet. So the first one they have listed something. here is that they thought the mutants would be here all along. I think that yeah. this kind of lines up with what they're doing. They are here. We just didn't know. Sure. Yeah, that's my... That's the way that this sounds and the way that I'm expecting them to actually do it. And it's not going to be still something big shows up that they'll be like, oh, man, we should do something about that. Hell, they could even bring them in with Avengers versus X-Men and be like, oh, we only care because mm. the Phoenix is coming. Let, let, let's let just say here right now, uh, they're just going to change it. All the hero- heroes are actually mutants. Uh, <laughs> Captain America... Captain was Mutant. was a mutant and the serum unlocked his mutation uh Ooh, that would be terrible spider-man's a mutant uh, spider bite unlocked his mutation isn't that technically he's technically tony a mutant, stark no, he's is a, a mutant. mutant the shrapnel going to his heart <laughs> unlocked his mutation four mutant god also viable because they're aliens in this universe yeah that would be terrible if the mcu is like everyone's wanda a mutant. magical mutant Jane Foster, the hammer made her a mutant. Or cancer. Cancer. <laughs> cancer made her a mutant. Cancer. Um, all right. What else we got? Uh, Falcon the backpack mutant? <laughs> Hulk, when he gets angry, that unlocks his mutation. Well, I would say the, the gamma radiation unlocks his mutation. I don't Bucky, like this idea. It was the R. Hawkeye, <laughs> it was the bow. He picked it up yeah, and was like, I'm a mutant now. <laughs> and Kate, too. And I have a similar Kate. mutation. <laughs> Very similar to the mutation. Um, Falcon puts their on next the wings. idea. Like, yeah. the backpack does it. Yeah, 
<laughs> their next idea on Reddit was that Thanos. Uh, yeah, talking hard. It's like I do it for a job. Thanos' snap created the mutant. Well, that's what I said. That yeah. was my theory yeah. as well. Yeah. Or like when everybody snapped back. Yeah, yeah. Some people would be mutated. I mean, and I still think that could be the excuse here. That could be. Wait, Which, did we ever find out if Kamala was snapped out? They never actually said. They never said it. I don't remember. We're just ignoring the, the snap now. <laughs> they don't even mention it. Yeah. All I know is that for something as horrific and traumatic as the snap, calling it the blips very much of an understatement. Right. Also, I think the last time it got a real mention and discussion was Falcon and Winter Soldier, wasn't it? Mm, they mentioned it Spider Man. Do they? Yeah, they mentioned Spider Man. Okay. Not the newest one. Yeah, the just newest uh, one. yeah. Did they? Yeah, they talk about it at the beginning, like the 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 high school like new show. It's like that blonde girl and. I thought that was the last movie. No, they do, it, they do it again. In the, oh, okay. okay. So that's the last mention we've had of it. Yeah. But it, it's been getting less and less. And yeah, like you said, no one seems to care. <laughs> like, I mean, think about a lot of tragedies in the past. Oh, other no. than like a day to mark them, you don't really talk about them on a regular basis. Yeah, it was in uh, Doctor Strange as well. Because it literally starts off, they're sitting oh, yeah, they're there, and he's like, him I lost my dog. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. And my entire family. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the guy the theory asks would if allow, he had to do it that way. Yeah. The theory would allow for older mutants like Magneto and Professor X to already exist and then gain their powers at that point so that they could be older. I don't nah, See, that seems weird to me because it's like Magneto. <laughs> was, at that point, it was just like, I'm, he's just a Holocaust survivor. And he's like, oh, wait, no metal. <laughs> <laughs> also, mutants are the superior species. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. That doesn't make That's any sense. That's a leap. That's a leap. Uh, He's just sitting there, like, playing chess. You know what we should do? <laughs> Mutant fascism. With Professor Xavier. I'm going to go get no, an island, I, possibly an asteroid. <laughs> what? And Professor X is across from him. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Is it Eric? Eric. I don't think it's a good idea, Eric. And then Is it they Eric best, or Magnus? They become best frenemies. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think that would work. It would allow for it though. Like I mean, just... yeah, but it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, the other theory of floating around was that the Wolverine, Eternals. Wait, wait, wait. Are How would Wolverine work at that point then? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just now. He's actually this entire time they've still been infusing the adamantium. It's just taking it's just a really working. long time. It's just time. not working, and then the blip comes. Out. Oh, and it worked. Yeah. Oh look, I can get up now. <laughs> Sweet. This is really heavy. <laughs> um, the Eternals made the mutants. I don't think that would work based on the Eternals movie. No, this yeah. came out I think before the Eternals. Well, if you go that, yeah, that would have come out before that. If you go mm. with the mutants are taking over for what the Inhumans would have been, you could do like the Kree experimented on ancient civilized, you know, ancient humans. Yeah, and mm -hmm. thus made the mutants. Made the mutants. Or because of the way that the comics are doing the whole Avengers versus X Men versus Eternals. They could Demo. lean into the whole like in the in that event they're trying to explain that mutants are an excess deviation. Mm -hmm. True. And we did get the deviation, so maybe they'll do, oh, there were subtle ones and they were able to adapt to our society. Mm -hmm. Oh no, our deviants are banging the humans. <laughs> Quick, send the eternals. Send the eternals down there. Uh, they didn't do it too much, did they? Now we start to get a little oh, out okay. of the box. What if the MCU movies with the mutants are set in the future? 20 years in the future. So you can just say that they were all awoken, did their own thing. If they do that, then they definitely can't have Magneto. <laughs> did they do the Holocaust again? 
There's an awkward movie. Yeah. Second Holocaust. <laughs> 2025. <laughs> oh my God, and Disney's backing it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. Guys, this took a turn. Yeah. I could see to the MCU? I could see Fox doing that. <laughs> yes. I could not see Disney doing We got to recreate Magneto. We don't yeah, want to alter yeah. his origins. Yeah, we don't want to make it awkward. So let's just do a second Holocaust. <laughs> Oh, Everyone's to make cool him, with this, right? But to make him that age in 20 years, it would have had to have happened like 10 or 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Secret second Holocaust? <laughs> it happened in Markovia? Sure. Why not? That's DC. Sokovia? <laughs> Sokovia. Yeah. Sokovia. Wait, did they, did they really have a Obvious, Markovia sorry. and a Sokovia? Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, hypothetically, I guess you could do it that way, but that'd be really weird because then you got to like, if you did a movie... You'd, Somebody would be like, hey, where'd that Miss Marvel chick go? <laughs> Where's Captain America? Where's Captain Spider America? Man. Yeah, like you'd have to address that in some way. Yeah, they, yeah all the heroes disappeared 10 years ago. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> Second blip. I don't know. Oh, no. Um, the blippening. This was my theory that Fox's X-Men would just enter the MCU via the multiverse yeah yeah that was I think that was a lot of theories floating around yeah. was they were just gonna be like man that's well technically speaking Disney has said that due to the multiverse all of the Fox M's is technically canon yeah I, for their universe for their universe yeah. yeah I would not be surprised and I don't know if this is on there but at the end of Deadpool 2 when he's going back in time and he's doing all that stuff he messes it up he does the butterfly effect there's your and third that Deadpool the movie <laughs> I mean, that's that's actually not a bad idea. Right? Deadpool is, creates is that. Deadpool, Deadpool creates it by makes, butterfly effect of something. That would actually be really funny. Right? I would be that. Way. I mean, the, I would be okay with that idea. Yeah. But the problem is, we've already gotten rid of it. Now they're just there already. What do you mean? Lots of Miss Marvels revealed. They're yeah, but just, you can reveal. But you in can that reveal oh, yeah. movie that he, he was the it. one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and what would make it better is if in that. They show an actual timeline where she's got embiggening powers of the inhumans. And he like messed that up. And he messes it up and he's like, oh God, well, it's, I mean, it's kind of the same. <laughs> he's like, it'll be fine. Yeah. That would actually be a fun way to do it. Right? I don't, I doubt they would do oh, that. Oh, they wouldn't. They're not but smart But that enough. would be a fun way yeah. to do it. Uh, next up, we got the mutants would exist in a different timeline. Now, that was another one I thought they were going to do. Right. The ex, the, they did their own version of the yeah, X-Men, I mean, but it was just its own thing. Well, yeah. let's be honest. If one, there's one thing the X-Men are known for, it's timelines and time travel. That's true. I mean, but realistically, up until like the Krakoa thing, they don't really, the mutants don't really interact with the rest of the Marvel Universe very often. Only Avengers versus X-Men, yeah. really. Yeah. That's one that I can think. You know. Um, the other idea was science, which is the ultimate route, isn't it? That science. <laughs> isn't it? Well, that's a start. Oh, no, what happened to me? <laughs> science happened to you. <laughs> Oh no! I've got claws. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of what happened to them, yeah. actually, because they are like children of the atom, is yeah, what they yeah, call yeah. them. Did you guys ever? It's complete tangent because we're not known for that. Um, ever see the video from like years ago about the guys yes. who got surgery to get Wolverine claws, but not the healing factor? Well, yeah, that wouldn't work at all. No, because they could. So they were go, the the skit is they go into a doctor who's going to give them mutant powers, mm -hmm. and they're like, "We want to be Wolverine," and he's like, well, "Wolverine is two powers." 
healing and claws and they only have enough money to get one <laughs> <laughs> so they get the claws and then the, choice. and then the video is just them being like it hurts so much <laughs> yeah, like, what the they hell? like stab each other in the head by mistake yeah, that's and <laughs> not good no um well i mean if they went like the what is it the ultimate universe route mutants were technically made by scientists yeah that's they what i mean they could actually do a mutation yeah yeah so I mean I, that could go, I, I, mean, I honestly kind of feel that that's the direction they were going to go in. That is what they're going to do. They'll they will probably do something along the lines of if they if they acknowledge the blip and this would be a great way to do the science of it. Scientists are trying to use science to reverse the blip and instead of doing that they made create it. mutants. When they were when they did reverse the blip and made the mutants or yeah. something like Using that. Using their technology. They, yeah. Well, I guess that would work. The only reason I would say it won't work is because of how you're going to have Xavier, Magneto, Wolverine. Like that I, wouldn't work. I feel like what if, if they, they do it, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, that's say, yeah, that's I What if we just like don't have just the go, traditional X-Men at this point yeah. and they just cuz everyone's like I want Professor X, I want Magneto, right. mm -hmm. but based upon what's happening with uh the end of Mala with Miss Marvel, they're either going to have to say that they are in hiding. Right. Magneto and Professor X and the X-Men already exist and they're over here or they're just going to have to not do the older You, you could say there are, you could have like, there's Magneto and in, in, in there are some out there, right? Wolverine yeah. is out there, but they are technically in hiding. Oh, we can't show ourselves, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. But the blip created more mutants like it unlocked yeah. that mutant gene and right. that's why we're starting to get mutants at this point i could see i mean that's what happened with the inhumans and in inhumanity i think it is where they just spread the mist across the city and suddenly more oh yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah they were like hey what if we did this guys out there were like hoses <laughs> just spray people with the mutant gene oh my god <laughs> i wouldn't be summer. surprised though if they just come out and they're like hey uh, yeah, no, Xavier, Magneto, they all died. We are the second generation of the mutants. Yeah. They use some of the lesser known mutants in the comics right now. Right. Because, I mean, in the comics, they are focusing very heavily on a lot of this new generation, the younger right, ones. Yeah, yeah. They're moving the main mutants off the scene. So I wonder if that's potentially one of those things that they're going to do. Could be. Cool. I mean, I'm actually shocked that the Miss Marvel comic book has not reflected her new power set and everything yet. I, I'm wondering if they will. I mean, they tend to do that with the, they kind yeah. of try to let get they them do. In line well, they the do MCU. sometimes, but not hers always, is such a drastic change. That's yeah, exactly what I'm yeah. thinking. Cause yeah. it's in the comics. They're not going to get rid of the inhumans. Like that's, that's the thing is in the comics. <laughs> no, they're no, not going to just go, event, Hey, just we've got, right <laughs> there's just, there's too much related to inhumans and, Politics around. Well, the they don't need to get rid of them in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they did kill them all. You know that. Remember Death of Inhumans? And now they're not here anymore. They didn't kill all of them, though. No, I thought they did. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure only Black Bolt remains. I don't remember because, like, after the. whistling at people to make them blow up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the Inhumans pop up anywhere since the death of, of Inhumans. And I, I feel don't like I saw. The I don't know. I don't know. But. The Marvel Universe was like, oh, that show tanked. Oh no, kill them. Uh, <laughs> they showed up in uh, the Hellfire Gala last year because Medusa shows up and her dress is her hair. Hot. So it's Bayonetta. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Another tangent. They announced in Bayonetta three that there is a sit in your couch mode called Naive Angel, where she will not remove her clothing during the Ultimates. <laughs> the point of that it's game. So you can. Play it with your parents nearby. <laughs> oh, mom and dad are home. Uh, turn that on. 
Um, it's got three settings, fully clothed, half clothed, fully nude. So they, they, I, I think what it is is the Inhuman Royals are still around, but I think they killed everyone else. Okay, that could be it. Yeah. I mean, you never know. You never know. But you do not you know what I do know. Check out our Nottingham interview. <laughs> nice. So everybody who's watching this, I know I, I moved us over from the podcast and I already told you what to expect here, but I'm sitting with the artist and the writer of one of my favorite independent books, Nottingham, which as everyone who's been asking me, and I've been giving a quick elevator pitch of what is this? I say, imagine Robin Hood, but Robin Hood and the sheriff are both just evil. And how does that pan out? That's what I, that's how I pitch it to people. <laughs> Everybody's evil, actually. Every I, I was going with like Lady uh, Maid Marian, and maybe she's not evil yet. But um, when you get to the when maybe you get to evil's the next not arc. the right word. Maybe just everybody is a terrible person. And I, what I love about that is that's kind of how I pictured. Like I'm, I'm, I love Robin Hood concepts. You know the the original ones. The, what's that one called with uh, guy from Waterworld? I can't even think of his name. Oh, now. that Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner one's a classic. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. But I also loved Men in Tights. You know, Men in Tights is great as well. I love that. I love it. So going from like Men in Tights to your guys' version of this story, <laughs> it's just such a flip on the other side. Hey, there are some tights in that story. There's some tights in there, you know? <laughs> so let's start with that then. How did, how did it feel to get to design the characters for this version? Like, did you... Because every character is so distinct and you can see them on the page and you can kind of see this one's evil and this one's dark and this one's gritty. And that's kind of all of them. But you know what I mean? How did it feel <laughs> to get to create these designs? Well, you know what? It was cool because we did it all together. Like we, you know, it's it's David's pitch. It's his story. And then he gave me kind of ideas for what a lot of the characters would be. And then he's like, but take this and run. And I'm a, we're both history buffs. So like. I tried to root it in some real history with costumes and that, but I also like, I really wanted to make their like a physical appearance mimic what's going on inside. Like the sheriff's dark. He's got a dark past. The Robin right. hood's not good. Like I tried to give him a lot of like, I basically, I told David, I was like, there'll be no good looking people in this story. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, great. <laughs> But as I was going to say, how did you feel about this? Because this cover, I had my yeah, assistant yesterday, and he looks at this cover, and he goes, what is that? It's terrifying. <laughs> that is the Mosque of the Merry Men. Um, and uh, we landed about a few ideas. You landed on that chain. It was pretty much the first drawing of it that you did. I wanted, I wanted the Merry Men to have this sort of iconic, uh, visual marker that also uh, served a purpose in disguising their identities because um, essentially in our story they're basically a group of terrorists and right. I wanted wanted it to be evocative of the merry men but I like as creepy as possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then well, also, he must have loved my sister's reaction because that he's what, yeah that is terrifying. What is that? <laughs> and then I said, I said, okay, well, we could do that. The cover should just be the mask, but what if there's like blood coming from the eyes and everywhere else? You know, like that's that should let you know that it's not your average Robin Hood story. You know, I think it does a great job of that because if I just saw the mask, I would probably be like, well, it's kind of a goofy story, probably because that grin can make it come across this guy. But seeing the blood is like, no, I think this is going to be more visceral. I think it's going to be. <laughs> I think there's a little bit more going on than just a merry men. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit more visceral, only it's hot. Yeah. 
So I've already kind of described what it is to an extent, just everyone's evil in the story of Robin Hood. But what inspires you to actually come up with this, uh, David? Uh, my own cynicism, really. Um, <laughs> no, like I was looking back at the at the fairy tale. It was sort of some snowballing of ideas that landed me there. Um, and looking at the fairy tale, it's like, well, if you were, you know, living in eleven. Uh, you know, in 1192, none of these characters would would really care about the common people. Um, and it was it, like, it almost really reflected, I guess, the, you know, the current political situation where it's all about, you know, rhetoric and it's all about um, messaging. Uh, and I just thought, well, what if the Merry Men, the idea of the Merry Men was, you know, a, a front for something much deeper and much darker and um then that the the book was born um from from that idea really and so the book came out originally last march that's when i originally started getting hooked into it and started reading through it this book your guy's story your art everything has kind of taken off mad cave is kind of a smaller studio so the, the, to get what book of this kind of like i don't know how to word it but Basically, the, how how big this book has gotten. How, what's that journey been like to have your independent story, something you guys created, getting to the level of why we're here, which I'm going to explain the hardcover in a minute, but getting to this point where it's just getting promoted everywhere and everyone's talking about it. And it's like this great book that is just a sleeper hit. It's, you know, it's a little surreal because honestly, like we both won the Mad Cave contest like the, the uh, in 2019. So we got put together randomly on this thing. Like they, all Mad Cave said to me was, do you want to draw a noir? I said, I just want to draw comic books. I'll draw whatever you want. <laughs> like, you know, give it to me. And so uh, it's really, it, it's cool, man. I mean, I, it's kind of like one of these things. How do you describe it? Like your first time out, I was just like, holding on for dear life as a, as a new comic artist trying to be like, do not completely destroy this and make it terrible. I was just trying to do my best. And so you're not really thinking of any of that as you're drawing it, or I'm sure as David's writing it, right. You're just trying to do your best right. hoping that people are going to like it enough that you have a career going forward. So to have it like really blow up was, you know, it was just super unexpected. <laughs> yeah. And, and part of that also is like the pandemic and, and being sort of, a bit isolated uh we were just in an echo chamber of me shane and our editor really <laughs> we had so, so we you weren't even no really idea. aware of what was going on you're just like oh some people like it that's cool yeah it's, like, it's going well. back to the work <laughs> <laughs> and um, i think there's no there's no and i just to finish that man like there's no way to there's no way to quantify like you're not really set up for it to do extremely well you just want right. it to be good right so it's like it feels amazing it's great it's awesome the uh, so the reason we're together here and to re-promote Nottingham, which I've already promoted on the channel before, so don't appreciate don't, anybody watching this. Don't think like, oh, he's just doing this thing. No, I've already <laughs> promoted because I love the book. Is because Mad Cave decided to make this this a hardcover right here, which is super high quality. But not only that, but it's got a book plate, and you guys signed it. Yeah. So what was it like to sign 500 copies of these things? I'm assuming it had to go from like one of you to the other, and then shipped out. <laughs> yeah. I hate signing three things. Like I'll I'll sit down and sign three things for like work. Oh, it's a contract. Oh, I don't want to do it. So what's it like to sign five hundred? <laughs> uh, well, they made their journey uh, from Florida to Canada, where Shane is, to Australia, where I am, <laughs> and 
<laughs> and they so, survived somehow. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty adept at drawing like 18 to 20 hours a day. So my wrist is fine, but I don't know how David felt, you know? I mean, you, <laughs> know, you know, you know what I do for a day job. So <laughs> yeah. How heavy was the box with 500 copies? Oh, of they're, no, or they, they just, just sent the book plate. Only. Yeah. They just sent the plate. So they're just the little, like the little okay. plate. So that, that was yeah. fairly easy. I'm picturing you like reaching in like a whole book. Oh my God, another one. <laughs> Gotta open it carefully. I don't want to break the binder, you know? <laughs> no, and it's it's cool. It's a cool touch. I mean, it, it took a while, but I mean, it, there's there's such like intense fans of the series that want stuff like this, and that's super cool. So it, yeah. we, I think I know I saw it, and I, David and I have talked about this. It's like something you could do for the fans too, right? To have a, yeah, a, personal, absolutely. a, a personal piece, you know, on that book. So it was super cool. Yeah, it, it's really amazing. I love the quality of this. It's going right on my shelf because I like to showcase certain books, and this one's definitely going to go there. Just so when people walk into my my bookcase area, they'll see the mask and just go, what is that? It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so what if you were going to have to pick one part from volume one to sell somebody on this book, what part would you want to describe? And either one of you can go first to give the other one time to think. So what's David, your favorite bit? <laughs> you, you, go for, you go first on that one, buddy. You're, the, you're a writer. <laughs> Um, oh, far out. Um, I really enjoyed uh, writing issue three. Um, I think it's like it's the the part of the book which the whole thing tips on. Um, uh, where a traitor is revealed. Um, and you see, um, the sheriff experience a pretty big loss. Uh, and you kind of get that from there on, everything is going to be sad and everything is going to be terrible <laughs> <laughs> for him. You know, like you get glimpses of it. But as soon as you hit issue three, you realize that things are not great for this guy. Um, and that was just the way of the world at the time. <laughs> I, I have to agree with you actually on that one because I think that was the point for me that I was hooked on the story. I I mean, if if you're unaware, I get quite a few independent books and you know Kickstarter projects and Marvel and DC books. Yep. So I kind of can read, okay, it's going to be another one of these books. It's going to be another one of these storylines. And it and I remember starting issue one of Nottingham when Mad Cave sent it over and I was like, oh, okay, so it's just going to be a period piece about Robin Hood, whatever. I'm just going to go through it. And once you started killing everyone and everyone's all sad, <laughs> I was just kind of like, all right, I want, this is not what I was expecting. Let's see where this is going to go. <laughs> well, uh, what about you, Shane? What is your favorite moment? And even maybe from an artist's point of view, your favorite thing to draw that was coming up? Well, you know what, it, dude, like I said before, it's it's funny because, you know, we've now completed the second arc and the third book and the second art is out, or arc is out. So my my art has gone up, I think, to a level. So having to revisit work of mine from two years ago, I'm, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I got cringe moments in there. But uh <laughs> But, you know, I, I will say that, like, I loved um, and I did my best with it, but I love the fight scene at the end of the second book where where Ev and his basically oh, his yeah. best friend fight. And it's just like I, I grew up loving superheroes and stuff, but I, I loved getting to draw a fight that was like very realistic. And uh, mm -hmm. spoiler alert, the sheriff doesn't win that fight, which I also love, <laughs> too, like. He he's you know he's an anti-hero in a way, but he also like he doesn't always win. Like he's not winning a lot. Like he's doing his best right. and just trying to keep his head above water. He's losing all over the place. Like it just goes bad for him all the time. And it's like I love that. That was I thought that was a cool turn because you you think it's like his hero moment, but even that 
doesn't go well. And I, it was sweet. Uh, and I, it was actually also the first fight scene I drew. So once again, uh, you're, my, my art progress in that book is like a lot of like, here is a man just holding on for dear life while he tries to draw horses, castles, <laughs> that, scenes. That's my favorite fight in the first volume too. And I mean, like we did a, we did a three-way sword duel where like not a duel, obviously where, you know, everybody was out for themselves, but yeah. like that fight specifically where they're not using their weapons and they're just punching each other because they don't want to kill each other. <laughs> well, I think, you know, and I, I mean, I won't harp on it, but like I do love about a story like this. And I think you can do it with more of like an, an independent book or something that's not superhero centric is a lot of those yeah. fights are because you want to watch Superman, you know, kick the hell out of somebody like there's not the personal level of that is cool. Like you're invested more in just like kind of cool stuff and i think i mean i love you know the marvel movies and all that but sometimes the action is just for action's sake whereas oh, a fight like this it's like there's stakes to it right you're like it's yeah. a personal fight it's two best friends just you know kicking the shit out of each other and you're like that just <laughs> feels unsuperhero like you know what i mean yeah i i agree with you 100 i mean a lot of times people talk about like batman versus superman I'm like look we all know if, if this was actually a fight superman would just throw him in the sun it's over like yeah. you're, they're fighting for the sake of a fight where the, you know how this is going to go if they really fought. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> and you know, and if you like not to totally derail this, but if you go back to like, uh, you know, Dark Knight Returns, there's stakes in that fight, too. It's an yeah. ideological fight. There's more to it than just like, oh, it'd be cool if these guys duke it out because you're right. It's like, well. I mean, there's you know how that fight would go. Like, it's not, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. There's nothing. On to my it. rewatch, I saw Batman versus Superman, and Superman lands and just like pushes Batman. Like, we all joke about that, but yeah, Superman's just throwing him around like a rag doll. It's, <laughs> that's how it would go. <laughs> that though, like, comparison because the pathos of that fight is really the fact that you know these two people, Superman and Batman have like worked together for years um, and they even, you know, whether or not they're friends is a matter for discussion, but the reality is that they have, they have a mutual respect for each other, even though they do things differently. And it's, it's that ideological difference that kind of, and, and their mutual history that kind of sells the fight rather than just mashing two action figures together. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I do want to remind everyone, uh, where can they get these? Because I know it, they're going to have them at San Diego Comic-Con, and they're going to be doing a giveaway there. But is there any way for someone to get their hands on this? Or if they miss out because they weren't following this amazing book and need to go read it so they can see what you guys are going to do next with volume two? Because I know uh, none of these notes state that anyone can even get this. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure where you okay. get the hardcover. So, you get, uh, David, you get you know? them on Matt Cave's website. MadCaveStudios.com. All the notes that I was sent by Mad Cave to make sure we hit the right bullet points, and not one of them says where you could acquire this book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, San Diego Comic Con or order online if you're in the United States, Canada, um, or Puerto Rico. Um, you can order them on Mad Cave's website. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, it's the last little like PS note over here. Oh, here's the website. So yes, <laughs> go to the website, order the book yourself, or you could check out getting the the soft versions of it. There, there is a softback uh, paperback. That's the word. Softback sounds yeah, paperback. and they're available <laughs> globally too. <laughs> 
And the book's incredible. I am a huge fan of it. That's why we covered it. For anybody who's been on the channel for a little while, we just started doing independent books again. This book was the test because I loved it that much to see if the, you guys would actually watch random, not superhero stuff. So well, I really appreciate it. that. Yeah, really appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. no, it's not. It, when you make absolutely. a product this great, I have no problems doing it. This this was great just to read. So don't worry about everything I've done to cover this. But definitely check out the book yourself. And uh, we'll cut back to the podcast right about now. I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion. Let's keep going through this list here. Evolutionary timer that they were just going to start waking up. So just, that's another one of those. They're already there kind yeah, of. Yeah. Instead of Y2K, it's just one year. Y2M. Wait a second. I'm a mutant. <laughs> Wait a second. I have wings. <laughs> I have wings and claws. This isn't right. And eye beams. <laughs> <laughs> and I can read minds and fireworks. <laughs> this one's kind of All useless. I can read fireworks. <laughs> send help. <laughs> Why do they all say send help? This is weird. That one says send nudes. <laughs> Um, and then the last uh, uh, theory here on the Reddit was the easy way. They just show up and no one explains anything. That's what I said this morning. Yeah. I was like, it'd be hilarious if they were just like there and nobody talks about it. <laughs> they just start showing they up. They just start stuff. showing up and nobody. You know, you know what would really piss off the Redditors and the MCU super fans? What's that? You have something simple like Wolverine shows up. He goes over to someone like Ant-Man or Captain America Falcon version or Winter mm -hmm. Soldier. Somebody who's been there a while. And they're just like, hey, what's going on, uh, man? And it's like, oh, Wolverine, where you been? We missed right. you at Endgame. You, you do that with Bucky. Be like, uh, James, man, I haven't seen you since the war. You look great. <laughs> New arm. You haven't aged today. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Oh, and I never mentioned I'm a mutant. Yeah. There are tons of us. And it's just the crowd. Behind him. You no, know, even better would be Bucky Nose. How's the claws? Could have used you against Thanos. Yeah, 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 man. What the hell? You didn't show up with your team. <laughs> <laughs> they just have been there. And everyone knows but us. And Wolverine, who's in my mind played by Vin Diesel, is like, let's go to family. <laughs> Snick, snick. Snick, snick. You know, you know what would actually be kind of cool in that like regard if they just kind of show up would be if it's all based around, it's like a combination of them because there was one theory, I don't know if we, the, like Charles Xavier has made it so the world doesn't yeah, know about me. Yeah, I wonder like if they might use Miss Marvel as like a, wait, it got out kind of thing yeah. and like a one mutant slip past yeah, or right. because of the blip, Cerebro didn't, get them or something like that so the that, next that theory, should have been the ending is, is charles xavier shows up and he's like now i gotta erase your family's memory and so you the, gotta come with me yeah by the way i got a school <laughs> you're now one of my students <laughs> for, like an un, for an undisclosed amount of time because no one ever graduates it's <laughs> a good point actually you are a student and then all of a sudden you are a teacher that's it um, the next theory I didn't know is based on a rumor that there's actually going to be a Wolverine anthology series on Disney Plus right. that will go through all the years and reveal how everything, how they are already here and all what right, went okay. on. So that would You're once again back the theory off. that they're going to automatically be in the universe and we just didn't know about it. Yeah. Which, you know what? Just actually, whenever someone finds out, they send Wolverine think, after him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He got out again, Logan. <laughs> think about it. That could actually work very well, though, because then that could Too create the animosity between the Avengers and the X-Men. Mm -hmm. Why weren't you at Endgame? What sure. happened to yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. 
we opened all the portals. You didn't walk through yours. And then, like, <laughs> their response is, well, where were you when this apocalypse guy showed up, huh? <laughs> and then, like, Falcon starts throwing out, like, anti-mutant slurs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! No, too far. That'd be yeah, I think that's okay. I think that'd be really cool though if that th- if that theory and and leak is accurate that they're going to do a Wolverine series to yeah, reveal yeah. what they've been doing this whole time, and that would be epic if there was something like Apocalypse that they fight in that. And so that well, you didn't help us with Apocalypse. You weren't at Thanos. <laughs> all right, so we can all agree we didn't help each other with our big purple enemies. <laughs> No, let's just call it. All right. <laughs> Next time we should just have them fight each other. Have Ooh, Thanos and Apocalypse ever fought? So. I feel like that would be a good fight. That would be a good fight. I would watch that. I would watch that. And I, that's it would be uh Josh Brolin as Thanos and, and Josh Brolin as, as Apocalypse. He's <laughs> the same and guy. Cable shows up. <laughs> Wait, has he really it's been trained with superheroes and then now? No, he didn't play Apocalypse. He didn't play Apocalypse. Oscar Isaac's played oh, Apocalypse. Oh, right. Moon Knight did. Yeah, Moon Knight played Apocalypse. Moon Knight's Apocalypse? You yeah, didn't yeah. Know that? Moon Knight's a mutant? Did you see that movie? It was not good. <laughs> no, I did not. I, it's his fourth personality. We're not doing Jake Lockley with Moon Knight. It's Apocalypse. There's <laughs> your personality. Where are my four horsemen? What are you talking about? And then he's got a personality for each horseman. <laughs> he is the four horsemen. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I like it. We should write more comics. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Uh, Hire us. (laughs) I would just say Marvel and DC should have like a once a year contest where everyone can just submit their own story ideas and they make one of them. I think they used to. And then they got ideas like our ideas and they stopped doing it. And then they were like, then they came out with like Morbius. And what are you worried about anyway? All we have to do is a D&D game on our D&D channel, Dungeons and Ale, and then Tim Seeley's going to watch it and write a story about it. (laughs) I I still maintain that's not what happened. I agree because the book came out too quickly, but it was real convenient, Tim Seeley, if you happen to watch the show. Huge fan, by the way. Are we we talking the Spider-Gwen or the Carnage? Huh? Are we talking Spider-Gwen or Carnage? Both of them. He's coming in on both. Wait, is he... Writing both of those? I believe he's, he's writing all that stuff, yeah. No, no, he's not writing Carnage. Oh, okay. I was so like, the Carnage a... guy, too. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope you are. I hope you do watch No, yeah, seriously. Stuff. If somebody's watching our stuff, we love you, Rick. <laughs> anyway, thank you for watching today's episode of Comics Experiment. How did you think they were going to introduce the MCU? Because I'll tell you right now, at no point did I guess Miss Marvel was just going to be a mutant <laughs> I, there's gotta be a theory out there somewhere of all of them I want my Deadpool butterfly I like effect. that idea I think that'd be a fun way to do it right don't forget, seems like a Deadpool book it's totally a Deadpool book don't forget to check out Gfield gfield.com use the code comics at checkout get yourself some orange stuff which we think is Doctor Strange <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a try out shaker. the new orange stuff <laughs> I think it's Doctor Strange we're not quite sure though and don't forget to go to Shortbox. Download the app on your phone. Buy yourself some collectible comic books. Start a massive collection like me and Andy have. Dan has, I think, one. I have like Nottingham. Four. That's it. That's all he's got because I gave it to him for free. I've got like three. Check out our Dungeons & Dragons channel if you want to see the tangents go insane, but in character. <laughs> insane in character tangents. Like Andy giving his whole character a backstory <laughs> in the middle of the game. It's a tangent. Tangent. It's not a tangent. It's not a tangent if it relates. Anyway, yeah. Dungeons and L. Check out that channel. And lastly, make sure you go check out the Mad Cave Studios website if you're interested in Nottingham. We had the re- interview in the middle of the episode. Would love to see your guys' thoughts on that. Thank you so much for watching today's episode. We'll see you next time right here.